The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time for our Friday Forum. We we discuss uh, some of the events of the week, dominated by two principal stories, I suppose, uh, the RTE uh, ongoing saga and also the <laughs> very much longer saga of the overruns in the children's hospital construction. I'm joined by Regina Doherty, Finnegale leader in the Shannon, by Louise Byrne, political correspondent with the Irish Daily Mirror, and Catherine Murphy, who's the deputy chair of the Public Accounts Committee. Good morning, one and all, and welcome. I'll go to you, Catherine, because you were there. Yeah. Um, uh, on all the occasions where they testified. What do you make of it all? I think it'll probably take us a, a good week to process everything. But I mean, the you know, y- 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 one day you thought, well, right, we have the facts. And the next day somebody, com- somebody comes in and you have documentary evidence to dispute what they said. Um, and... Um, and then they come in again and say, well, it's not, it, it's not what it seems. No, look, and, and to be honest with you, just to try and... St- Stick with the the net points, yeah. uh, rather than you know being distracted all over the place. Yeah. What will happen uh, next on your committee, though? Because I mean, you can convene during the holidays. There's no yeah. question about it if you wanted to. But what, what's yeah, the I, likelihood of getting any further into this? Yeah, no, I think the expectation is now that some of those um, uh, reviews and inquiries and all of the rest of it, um, like obviously Grant Thornton are doing two further. Uh, uh, piece of work for RTE then there's Mazaras are doing with the forensic account uh, accountants are in so I think there will be quite a lot will happen internally within RTE So we've RTE. got Mazaras, Deloitte um, yeah. and Grant Thornton Yeah and before that was Eversheds and you know to be <laughs> honest with you it's almost an industry of uh, of, of uh, inquiries and yeah. reviews and things like that I mean there's, a, there's a, quite a lot of things I think sometimes uh, you need a big disruptor to change culture and I, I think that this has been that big disruptor. So and this is the crisis see, which becomes an opportunity. It does. And it ha- and in, in many ways, it's quite fortunate that a new director general is going in at this point because there is kind of a, a new opportunity yeah. in that. Well, it's, think, it's good too that Kevin Backhurst has been there before. Yeah. So mm. he's not coming into an organisation yeah. with which he's unfamiliar because, mm. you know, a new guy coming in could be ambushed by all sorts of mm. landmines. Um, but he's been there before, so he might have some idea where they yeah. are placed. Yeah, and the other thing is, I think that the engagement with the unions is really important. Uh, there's a lot of people, very understandably, very upset. Um, I, I, upset is not the word; it's probably angry, and and I, that has to be addressed. And there's a there's several different things that that they have undertaken to do uh, to address uh, issues on, like for example, where there are two different. Exit packages, you yeah. know, for, you know. Because normally they're designed and they're transparent and, yeah. you know, they're printed mm. there and the staff have a look at them. Mm. Does it apply to me? Am I old enough? Mm. Or, mm. you know, what happens to my pension mm. rights, etc. They look at them very transparent mm. and they know so they can make a calculation. Do I leave now or do I hang on in there? Yeah, yeah. That's so, but but there's, there's, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and I think we'll see the outworkings of that. I think it'll be, I think it, it'll be later in the year that we'll see that. Yeah. And I think that there's a degree of heat goes out of it. Um, it's yeah, been which very is probably intense. no harm. It isn't. Um, um, and that that some really, you know, you know, roll up the sleeves, get the work done, understand mm. what happened, and then start start off doing things very differently. Do you think uh, Brian Tuberty should be allowed back to work? I think that's going to be obviously down to uh, down to. I think the staff will be the the big 
impediment there um, if it is an impediment I mean it's it's obviously a, a decision for RTE um, um, but would you would you like to hear him back on I, I think in time um, in time alright in time that's a f- yeah. fair enough answer Regina what did you make of the whole thing so for me um, the only person that has come out of this whole process of the last three weeks as credible is Kevin Backhurst um, and I think Catherine's right that new broom will certainly make a massive difference to the people who are not just angry, they're fuming. Um, and they're not just RTE staff, they're Irish people outside of, you know, uh, the listeners um, of both uh, his programme in the morning and, and um, the Late Late Show. To me, I think what's at the heart of what we're asked to be to believe is that um, a, a, a car company wanted to have a little mini roadshow um, with Ryan Turbidy around the country for its customers and, and you know, and... Uh, other people and they didn't did want to pay. They did three of them. Yeah, but didn't want to pay for any of it. Didn't want to pay for you know the talent. Didn't want to pay for any of the expenses. Uh, Ryan had no knowledge of any of that, and the person at the centre who organised it were one or two RTE executives, and none of that is credible to believe. And so, for me, the last number of weeks, and I know Catherine was there, but I think the rest of us were probably either glued to the radio or uh, the Oireachtas radio or the TV screens. There's been so many mismatches of information. So I say white, you say black, you say green. And I think that's probably designed to have us at the end of a long three weeks. And I know, appreciate there probably has been an enormous amount of heat for the people who are central to it, not least of which is Ryan. But we're actually none the wiser of really anything. So there's still so yeah. much blurred lines. There was also this thing of, you know, pointing at other people who have earned yeah. income in other ways. And, you know, when you were on staff on RT, and I was only there for a very short time, many decades ago on staff, after that I was an independent contractor, you had to make your money however yeah. you were able to make it as an independent contractor because you never knew the day that some executive in RT would say, your Move face on. doesn't yeah. fit anymore. Yeah. I know. don't think we should have a problem with people making contracts independently. Like, And I think it's probably unfair, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, of some of the stuff that's been reported in the last couple of weeks about other people who have contracts with porridge and what have you, right? You're allowed to make your living. But the point about this is that this was so undercover and nobody seems to take responsibility for the fact that it was me making my living and I did have a con. Because like Ryan is trying to tell us that he didn't really know who the contract was. No, Kelly has told us that he never spoke. Like it's just, it's nonsense. And what I do really believe is that the Irish people are more intelligent Mm. From the in- than the information that we've been fed for the last couple of weeks and they kind of have made up their mind. Louise. Hello. Uh, Louise Byrne <laughs> is political correspondent with the Irish Daily Mirror. Um, the, the, the two women already are political figures. You are a journalistic person. So what did you make of the whole thing? I think I think Alan Kelly from Labour summed it up really well yesterday. We Everyone is more confused than they ever were. We had Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly coming in on Tuesday, all guns blazing. Ryan with his really dramatic seven untruths and disputing every single word that we had heard from RTE over the last couple of weeks, coming in with emails um, that showed that RTE had agreed in some way, shape or form to underwrite this agreement. Then you had RTE coming in yesterday trying to basically tear, tear it out to shreds no one knows what to believe anymore and I think this is the real issue and I think like Catherine said it comes back to transparency because people are really angry about this not least the public but the staff and I've been speaking to staff in RTE and they said to me they were like imagine earning €75,000 in general never mind getting a side deal worth €75,000 just imagine that being your wage in general and those are the kind of people we're talking about and those are the ones that are really annoyed Um, so it's really hard to see what's going to happen next from this I think Catherine's right I think we're going to have to wait for all those reports to come in Um, and I think 
perhaps that's the best way to leave it for now is to let those reports run its course because otherwise you have people coming in contradicting each other arguing um, so there was a suggestion yesterday that Ryan Tuberty and RTE should appear at the committee at the same time God love us all if that <laughs> happens I think it'd be absolute carnage but I think it's probably coming at a good time now that we're going into the summer recess and this is going to be let to cool a little bit and mm. everyone look at it with fresh oh. eyes in no, September I, I asked Catherine and I should ask the, the pair of you as well Regina and uh, uh, as well as you, uh, you know, should Ryan Tuberty be heard again? I mean, I think in time, perhaps, I think what's going to be the really important thing is rebuilding that relationship with staff and RTE, because I think that's really who has to now be front and centre of this. They are so hurt by this. Like, it's you can't really even put into words how hurt they are. And I know that Ryan is saying, look, they're my friends, they're people I've worked with for years. They are so conflicted about this. And Kevin Backer said yesterday that he had to go talk to people in the radio centre and people management before he makes a decision on Ryan's future. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. See the mood, see how people are, see if people are actually willing to work at Ryan again and then go from there and you know that creates its own issues. Could we have legal cases that could cost RTE even more money again? Who knows? But I think the staff in RTE really have to be front yeah. and centre of this Did now. not Verona Murphy make the point that what the way RTE had kind of started this ball rolling with an erroneous figure, number one, because it, it was yeah. never 345,000 mm-hmm. because 120 anyway was never built the invoice. Yeah. Eventually yeah. they did. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they launched with this big yeah. thing mm-hmm. and they didn't, you know, uh, publish the fact that uh, the Grant Thornton report had said that Noel Kelly and Ryan Tobity had done nothing, which they were asked to do on the day and they didn't. Yeah. So there were, mm-hmm. Verona Murphy saying, you've ruined Ryan Tobity. Yeah, look, there's, there's been wrong on both sides, you know, Um and not least, you know, I mean, look, when it, even something like an invoice being told to, you know, do it in a particular way, like an invoice is an invoice. If you pay for something, you put down what it is and the sub- subterfuge around that, all, 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 of, all of that kind of stuff, kind of it, it fed into this. Um, and you were you were you were trying to figure out why were people trying to do this? Like, yeah. um, but I. I Look, so we still have to get to the bottom of certain we, we do, things. I, we do. Yeah. Regina, uh, Ryan Tuberty back on the airwaves. So in to what? me, and I, I wouldn't be like I would occasionally watch the Late Late Show on a Friday night, but I wouldn't be a listener of the nine o'clock show in the morning because obviously I'd be busy and work or whatever. And You're it wasn't Pat Kenny. Current You'd be affairs. Listening to me. Absolutely. <laughs> but so he doesn't do current affairs. It's the light break, which is obviously much needed on the RT schedule. Um, the listeners obviously will have their say and when you listen to Ryan during the week about the stacks of mails and cards that he's got he certainly is well regarded there's no doubt for a second that he is immensely talented not just at what he does but also the books he wrote like he is a talented person but he's at the centre of this so like I, I to my mind it's not just the staff and his friends I mean oh my god you're screaming at the telly if that's the way you treat your friends I'm really, I really wouldn't like to be one of your, your not friends at the centre of this is a commercial element for Kevin Backhurst yeah. who's going to want to sponsor the new show in the morning yeah. anymore. Um, interesting, know, so. there's a, a text from Mary here. He says, I hope Ryan is given the opportunity to come back. I think he's been used as a scapegoat. And that question of if he was still hosting the Late Late Show, if he hadn't pulled out in March, would they have tread much more carefully about how they exposed all of this and talked to Ryan and to Noel Kelly and all that before they suddenly launched, Shuni Rally launched this broadside about yeah. 345,000. Would they have actually tried, you know, to get to the bottom of the whole thing themselves first? I don't think they would have had a choice. Imagine yeah, yeah. the dilemma we would be in right now if Ryan Tuberty, we saw how difficult it was to get a host for the Late Late Show when Ryan Tuberty stood back. There would be so much scrambling going on in RTE at the moment if this had happened in the Late Late. And I mean, it's, 
you do question those kind of things but you'd also have to question what RTE were thinking in this situation everything has seemed to be rushed nothing has seemed to be fully thought through and I think going forward they're going to just have to sit down and get their house into order before they release statements There's always a problem for any uh, organisation we saw the BBC as well mm. that they'll be accused of sitting on something if mm. they don't release quickly and they'll of jumping know, too quickly yeah. if they do yeah. I so, think the, yeah. the Audit and Risk Committee of the Board of a publicly funded state broadcaster would have had no choice regardless of whether he was still earning Bigger yeah. money or smaller money, they would have had no choice but to bring it out. But they would have to perhaps have tried, you know, a bit more slowly, you know. Yeah, there's get, different get, consequences. Yeah. Get your yeah. ducks in a row properly because the ducks have mm-hmm. been very much altered in the course of yeah, the narrative true. over the last while. Some more uh, texts. Uh, bring back Ryan Tubridge to RT Radio, has given his life to RT, should not be scapegoated for RT's incompetence, says Anya in Mayo. Another one. Tubridge and Kelly put in a very slick performance, but they were neither credible nor believable. In my opinion, Tubridge should never be employed indirectly or directly by RT again. Another one says, why would Ryan Tubridge ever work for uh, RT again after the way he has been treated? We leave that when we've had enough of it for three that's weeks. That's evenly split, isn't that interesting? Yeah. From split, your public yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm only reading what's in, yeah. I'm not selecting them. Yeah, it's yeah. what's put on my screen in front of me. Uh, let's talk about the National Paediatric Hospital. Now, I've nailed my colours to the mast about this from the very beginning, saying the wrong place, the matter was the wrong place, James's was the wrong place, and the chickens are coming home to roost now as to why it was the wrong place. But we're not going to rehearse all those arguments again. The problem now is the overruns and the lack of completion, at least until early 2025. Mm. Come here, this project has been beset by difficulties since it started. Um, First of all, it started probably much later than we'd ever anticipated, um, 2018. Um, When we look at, for me, the fascinating thing, apart from, and I don't mean fascinating in a funny way, um, apart from the cost that it's going to end up at and where we're at is 1.4 billion today, uh, which is a hell of a lot more than what it was to be and it's probably a lot less than what it's going to be, is the relationship between the board the contractor and the minister. But what about, what about by the that? politicians who made the mistake at the beginning? Because you're parsing up and down Ryan Tuberty and RT and all the rest of it and the, the sums at stake are big but trivial compared to the terrible yep. mistake that the politicians made in selecting the wrong side. There's no public inquiry here that I'm looking at. But then you see, And the, this is where it's needed. No, you but cannot again, go spending billions of public money and not be responsible. But you, you've, I think they're two separate issues. You've always determined that it, the wrong side was picked. The people that picked the site have always determined on the basis of the information that they were given it was the right site. That argument is over. The argument that needs to be had now is that why we've had so many delays and I know we've had Ukraine and I know we've had COVID and all that but that's not the entirety of what's wrong and actually what's going to cause the further delay to 2025 given that we're only in 2023 when we've only got 12% left of the building works and the internal yeah. works Three quarters done. of the people polled at the time said James was the wrong site. The mm. public you know the people who are actually going to be using uh, the service. Catherine? Yeah I think there, there was a whole lot of things got wrong, including the site, the two, the two um, uh, tender where they did the groundworks and then the the, yeah. the additional works, not nailing down uh, the the spec uh, changes and all of that. Like children should be in that hospital now. I mean, that sure. was what was the plan, and we're and we're probably another two years away before before they're in it in in a hospital that they deserve and they need. Irrespective, it's there now. It's that's the that's the location. Um, but I've got to say, the mismanagement of it um, is a huge reason why it's costing so much. The other thing is, the longer it goes on, building inflation is built into this tender process. Mm. Once it goes beyond four percent, you know, yeah. stages wholly automatically. Underground. 
um, if the contractor hadn't put enough staff in, which has has been the problem right from the word go, if they hadn't put the staff in right from the word go, when there wasn't that level of building inflation, they've yeah, they've you know time is money in terms of 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 building inflation of staff on, on but site. Therefore, the design of the whole contract in terms yep. of penalties if you don't deliver targets totally, on time totally. and so on. And you see that now, you see that much more with road contracts, like if you lose yep. a lane, um, you, 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 you know, there's a there's a, a penalty on the contractor. Um, I, I was inquiring about this at the Public Accounts Committee. I, I was saying, look, you know, contracts go two ways and uh, the 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 builder has not kept his side of the contract because he has not delivered it within the time frame that was intended. So there's a counterclaim. Yeah, but the builder is saying, on the other hand, we they, were delayed by they, you guys. They, no, very marginally in the overall scheme of things. And what I was told was that they will uh, uh, they will look at the counterclaims at the end. Um, and now, we already know now this uh, 700 and something million additional in, in claims over and above the cost of 1.7. But that doesn't mean that all of those... No, I understand that and I know they're disputing them yeah. and I know the, I know yeah. there's but there's two very large ones, I think. But even if you course. if you allow they maybe they might be lucky in 50%. But that this, puts but us over but 2 billion. But so far only 2% well. of the extra cost yeah. is with regard to the claims the board, that have already the board been put in. The board have said so. that it's this, likely to top Louise. 2 billion euro and I think this is the issue and again it comes back to transparency. I have watched Public Accounts Committee where Kat Catherine and her colleagues have asked the likes of Robert Watt, have asked the Department of Health how much is the children's hospital going to cost and they say well that's we commercially know. sensitive no, but we don't know is the truth but Stephen Donnelly yeah. said a couple of weeks ago that they had kind of a ballpark idea and it's, but it was commercially sensitive so I mean it, and it comes well, back well clearly to, if they're in negotiation with BAM and, and in arbitration they don't want to give away their position yeah. in other words this is what we expect to pay they don't want to tell BAM that in but, advance but, of but any Pat, but yeah. Pat there's like even we like the Public Accounts Committee deal with uh, obviously accounts that are, have already been audited so they're a year old yeah. the last set of accounts we dealt with was 2020 from the National Paediatric Hospital Development Board because there's these disputes we're not even seeing um, you know you know, a year old we're, we're seeing two and two year, year old and maybe even a little bit older uh, sets of accounts so like even that it's ba- the whole thing there's the, somebody keeping a grip on it yeah. The know, grip has been kind of lost, though, at this yeah. point, that's, hasn't that's it? That's like yeah. I said at the beginning. The fascinating thing for me is the disconnect between the relationship between the board that we set up with, you know, legal fiduciary responsibility for managing it, um, the, the relationship that they seem to have with the contractor and the relationship that everybody has with the minister. It, it's not seamless. And to my mind, like when we're still waiting for the contractor, when we're 89% into a contract, still waiting for the contractor to come back to us with the next year and a half's works, like we should know that. That's not something... Yeah, What's the issue wanted. with the relationship with the minister, though, do you think? Well, so like, when was the last time the minister actually met? Like, I don't... Maybe I, I would think I would do something wrong or differently. You know, if I came in from opposition having been given out about a project, I think I might have sat on the head of the project a lot more maybe than I feel that the minister has. Now, that maybe mightn't be you know yeah. fair to him or true. But there definitely is a disconnect. When we're looking at when we're being told why we've only so many bedrooms already fitted out when we should be at 3,800 at this stage, excuse me, when we don't know the answer to that, when we're being told that we're going to get next week, you know, the final works for the next year and a half, we should already have most of yeah, that. The board should definitely already have most of that. But they're contractually obliged to do that and well, haven't done that. And like, why isn't there a penalty in, in a scenario where, there's, where they're, they're breaching the contract? And then it's got to be fitted out. With all the well, no, that's already started in some shape, or, but it's certainly not at the speed. 
obviously that the board would be happy yeah. with. But yeah, the, the final element of concern is that uh, Stephen Donnelly has sought uh, approval for the tendering for the National Maternity, Maternity Hospital in St Vincent and mm. uh, Peter Boylan said things have changed since the original idea. The National Maternity Hospital is only at three quarters of its capacity in Hollis Street at the moment. How many babies are going to be born in Sandymount and Black Rock compared to West Dublin where the population is living? You know, is this the right place? Is it time to cry halt and put it somewhere else? It's kind of remarkable. We always seem to have these issues with big infrastructure problems. It just seems that we can't manage to do infrastructure properly. It's kind of remarkable and it's something as simple as population growth. When Like West Dublin, you're dead right. How many new developments are being built there? So it does kind of baffle. The the, the whole country grew in terms of the population. The most recent census told us that. But the areas that really grew in, you know, rapidly is Fingal, Mead, Kildare, South Dublin. Mm. And they're going to have to make their way to Dublin 4 to give birth. Their age, the the demographics and the age profile will say that's where the babies are going to be born. Last words. So just to say, to point out that it's Although this project has majorly delayed, we're going to get a state-of-the-art hospital and our kids have deserved and it's long overdue. Oh. And it's not true to say that the state can't manage. We have a three billion rollout of our broadband project that was that's started by Richard. Really really delayed. Sorry, no, it hasn't. And it's actually under budget and it's probably the most efficient contract and it's three billion. Well, so we need to learn from when we, we do things well. We shall see. We shall see. Thank you. Thank you one and all. Louise Byrne, the listed correspondent with the Irish Daily Mirror. Catherine Murphy, Deputy Chair of the Public Accounts Committee and Regina Doherty, Fine Gael, leader in the Shannon. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.